Inflation reported at 8.5%. What can we expect next? I'm Charlotte Jessup. Today, we're going to talk about inflation with our chief investment strategist, James Derrick. Welcome to the SFS Power Up Wealth Podcast, where we provide impactful insight and expert opinions on timeless financial principles and timely investment topics, preparing you to make smarter decisions with your money. James, thank you for joining us today. Of course. James is the Chief Investment Strategist with Smedley Financial Services and runs our investment management team. James, what is up with inflation? Well, at 8.5%, we're looking at a pretty big number. It's the biggest number since December 1981 slash January 1982. So it's big. And and the number is high enough, it's beginning to make a difference. Uh, Eight and a half is approximately one twelfth, which means that if you didn't get a raise in the last year, you're actually working one month for free compared to last year. Ouch. <laughs> yes, not not very motivating. And and so it's a big number and it's cause for some concern. The silver lining though is that core inflation was only 6%. Now I say only 6% is still pretty big, but at at 6, it's looking a little bit better than it was before. And uh, and why do, why do we look at core? We strip out energy and food which tend to be really volatile. And also because the Federal Reserve, who manages interest rates in the United States, they don't have a lot of control over gas prices and uh, over food. They can't control how well the crops are growing in the Midwest or uh, let alone in Ukraine or other places in the world that are uh, having uh, very difficult times right now. How does inflation impact what's going on with interest rates? You said the Fed can only control interest rates. Let's talk a little bit about interest rates and inflation. Sure. Well, let's say that uh, you're buying a home and you can get a 3% interest rate for your mortgage, uh, but your home is appreciating at 20%. Well, that's a 17% difference. That is insane. And it's almost like free money. So that kind of thing is almost too good to be true. And it usually doesn't last. I mean, what happens is, is that, uh, first of all, uh, the demand goes up and banks need to charge higher interest rates because they're losing money on inflation. Uh, if you're only paying them 3%, they're losing money. So then, so interest rates just kind of naturally move up when the federal government wants to issue their own debt to borrow money, which as you know, they do a lot of that uh, just about every week. They are borrowing money and they need to entice people to buy their bonds. And uh, at 2%, there might not be people interested in loaning money to the government. And so interest rates just kind of naturally rise. The Federal Reserve, though, makes a very calculated decision to change their own interest rate, which is kind of an overnight uh, rate uh, that uh, the banks can use uh, to get money. And so that indirectly starts to affect all the interest rates in the economy. So as we start talking about the Fed raising rates, uh, we're talking about all interest rates tend to rise uh, as a result of that. And it begins to change demand as well. Uh, As you can imagine, like if if the mortgage rate goes from 3% to 5%, which is exactly what has happened this year, it changes demand. Maybe at first people start saying, gosh, uh, interest rates are going to rise. I better buy a home. And so initially it might actually spur more growth 
But then at some point, people say, wow, uh, interest rates are really high and uh, I can't really afford the monthly payments. So I'm going to go into wait to buy a home or I'm going to buy a smaller home or maybe I'm just going to put in a lower offer for this home. And so the dynamics are kind of complicated, but it definitely has an effect on people's behavior. So it sounds like it can really slow this housing frenzy that we have going on right now, especially in Utah. Yes, I think it will. I, you know, it, I don't see it as like a big crisis, you know, like in 2006, 2007, uh, headed into what we now call the Great Recession. I mean, I don't see it like that because back then we had a surplus of housing and now there's a real shortage. Uh, home builders were underbuilding for almost a decade. And so there's just not a lot of homes out there available. And so it's a different dynamic than what we had back then. But I definitely think that it's going to slow those increases. Uh, we've gotten very used to seeing housing prices increase uh, from year to year. And I think it's going to slow down and that would be totally normal and no reason to panic. Yeah, that makes sense. So interest rates you'd mentioned also, not just the housing market they're going to impact, but what about businesses? What How does that impact the growth of businesses if interest rates go up? Well, it just makes borrowing more expensive. And so, you know, it might mean that people take an idea that they have, uh, a business idea, and, and maybe they sit on it and they don't move. Or uh, I, I think in a lot of cases, though, people will probably move forward with their ideas and still go for it as, uh, as a business because the rates are still relatively low. Uh, you know, the last time inflation was at eight and a half percent, um, interest rates were much, much higher. They were the, the 30 year mortgage rate was 17 percent at the beginning of 1982. And so and, and you would have had higher rates across the board everywhere, you know, car loans, credit card loans, bank loans, everything would have been more expensive back then. Uh, so I think that they're still relatively low. And I don't think they're going to have a major impact on most businesses yet. So that's good because that may impact the economy. How do you see interest rates impacting the overall economy? If businesses continue to grow because they'll still borrow money, what's the outcome going to be for the economy? Well, there's a big impact on the financial markets, existing bonds and stocks out there. It can have an impact on confidence. And I think that's why what's happened so far this year has been alarming to investors because things have changed so quickly. When interest rates rise as fast as they have, it begins to affect people's confidence. And that's probably the most deteriorating effect. And that's why it would be nice to see things slow down, because I think it, it would help people think uh, with a level head. I think it would lead people to look for more opportunities. So I think it would be a real positive for them to slow down. But as long as inflation is as high as it is, you know, maybe, you know, maybe interest rates will just continue to go. To increase. I know the Fed has outlined that they increased in March and that they're, they anticipate six additional increases, maybe at a greater rate than what we saw in March even. They're likely to, to increase six times this year. And some of those will be doubles. And so uh, depending on how you want to calculate that, I mean, if, if you want to talk about half a percent as two moves, uh, then that would be like the Fed raising rates 10 times. Uh, I don't know if they'll get there, honestly, because it's going to have a real impact on the economy uh, as they get more aggressive. I think, though, that the best thing that could happen would be for inflation to slow down. And that's why I talked about core inflation slowing down a bit. If we see March at eight and a half percent as the high point, and that's a big if, we don't know yet if it's going to happen, but if it is the high point, then that's going to be welcome news for uh, businesses and investors um, because that just means that interest rates can slow down. The Federal Reserve will not have to be as aggressive 
and uh, just just going to be welcomed by everybody. I can see that. And I would say, you know, every one of us is feeling the pinch of inflation right now. So we're all anxious for inflation to come down a bit, level off and come down. Um, I think it makes a big difference for especially for those who are living on fixed incomes, you know, and prices and are going up. James, thank you so much for your information today. Happy to be here. Thank you for joining the SFS Power Up Wealth Podcast. Smithley Financial is located at 102 South, 200 East, Suite 100 in Salt Lake City, Utah, 84010. Call us today at 800-748-4788. You can also find us on the web at smithleyfinancial.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. The views expressed are Smedley Financials and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can assure profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should only be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA, SIPSI, Roger M. Spenley, Charlotte J. Jessup, James R. Derrick, Shane P. Thomas, Michael B. Ani, Jordan R. Hatfield, Lorraine B. Taylor, Registered Representative. Investment Advisor Representatives of Smedley Financial, Inc., Advisory Services offered through Smedley Financial Services, Inc., Smedley Financial Services, Inc., and Securities America are separate entities.